So you get this pleasure to sit with Chris Cyborg. Chris is, uh, you know, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, is the, the most dominant, the most talented female MMA fighter of all time. She's a current champion at Bellator, former UFC champion, former Invicta champion, former Strike Force champion, two-time world champion in jiu-jitsu as well, and, and probably numerous other things that I'm not thinking of. But in your professional you, you know, MMA career, you have you know, 20 professional wins, excuse me, 25 professional wins and 20 by knockout. So 80% yeah. of the, the women that were unfortunate to compete with you, 80% yeah. you knocked them out. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? You know, it's, it was no easy. You work really hard. It's my pleasure to be here, Derek, with you. Thank you. And, you know, it's everything you have to dedicate, you know, and it was no easy. A lot of hard work. And you always go to the fight. Don't think you're going to finish it by KO. You think you're going to do the five rounds. But it's, it's, it's very nice when you finish fast the fight, too. For the people watching, too. The people love you. They want to finish the fight soon. Yes. Um. yes. How did this happen? How did this come to be in life? I know you're, you're born in Brazil. Um, we talked with uh, my friend Claudia Godera, and she told me that the part of Brazil where you're from and the, uh, the people that you were training with, you know, like, like kickboxing and Muay Thai, mm -hmm. there's a very tough gym. So the, yeah. the, you know, everybody there is very tough. You basically have to compete with, you have to fight with the men. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's an extremely competitive environment. And you know, she spoke with tremendous respect about you, that uh, yes. you're a very talented and very tough person. You know, the place in Curitiba, I born in Curitiba, Brazil, and then Anderson Silva is from the gym I came from, Vanderlei Silva, Shogun, Ninja, I have a lot of big names in MMA, came from Curitiba. I, I never have a dream to be a fighter. Like, this is not my dream, you know? This is, I, I was in, in Brazil, I was playing handball. Uh, it's a Europe game, I don't know if you know about it, but it's one Europe game. I was playing when I started 12 years old, and they're doing track and field too, running. And then when I was, I, I was having amazing because I have a scholarship this, in, in school because of the sport. And then when I was 19 years old, I was in the college already. I was uh, thinking about I was gonna play handball, just in the ball, I was gonna sign a new club. And one guy saw me play handball and he told me, I think you'd be a great fighter. And I told him, I don't like to fight. <laughs> and I really not. I really never have any problem in school about fighting, nothing with my parents, anything. And I said, I, I don't like to fight. They say, I think you've been a great fighter. So I show up to the gym, the Shoot the Box Gym Academy in, in Brazil. And I did my first class in Muay Thai and in boxing. And I did a couple months, I think three months I did. And I said, you know what? I think I want to do one fight for see how it works. But I was doing handball, I was doing track and field because I have a scholarship, so I have to continue doing. And in six months, I did my first fight. Mm. And I lost my first fight. I dislocated my elbow. But after this fight, I say, man, I love this. I had to do this. This is my sport. I believe that everything I did before, like because I was a professional, I was a club training, everything. And I think everything I did before helped me who, who I am now in the MMA fight, you know? I never, I never have any bad injury in my career. I never did one surgery in my career. I think everything when I start training, you know, in sport, 12 years old to 19, helped me build who I am now. You, 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 knocked, crazy. you knocked everybody out before they could injure you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, a house, it's very crazy because this is nothing I choose to do. And I still talk to the guy, you know, after he saw me, I say, how are you? Say, man, I feel my heart to tell you this, you know? And he is, his, his fighter too, 
before the beginning of his career, and then, yes, who, and now I am, who is the fighter, you know, it's crazy. Well, what, uh, what were some of the, the, you know, so you said no, no bad injuries, no mm -hmm. surgeries, but you know, there must be some setbacks along the way. You, you don't, a person doesn't accomplish the things that you've done that uh, you've been, you know, the, the most dominant female fighter. You, you didn't do this, to, it, it wasn't easy. What were some of the setbacks or some of the maybe psychological difficulties that would have happened along the way? I think the sport helped me a lot because of my, my parents' divorce when I'm very young. I think when I started the sport, I feel good doing. I forget about a lot of things. I think this has put me in the sport. And I believe it changed my life a lot because I travel a lot in Brazil with the sport. I, I now know MMA helped me travel around the world, you know, see a lot of different things. And in the beginning of my career, it was very hard because it was no lot of girls training, a lot more guys training. So you know, a lot of events for women's MMA. And the beginning of my career was very difficult to find a fight. So I have to keep training, having hope to fight is gonna happen, you know. And but I have good people around me, you know. Say, Chris, just training, just getting better, because when the opportunity come, you're gonna be ready. And but I have a lot of tough times. I stay in my career like two years, no fighting because no girls. And then come the opportunity to fight in America. I did my first fight in America 2007, I believe. Mm. And, and then when I did my first fight here, I say, you know, I need to move to America because they love my job. And they then see like a real job, you know? Because beginning, my parents don't agree with me be a fighter. I say, ah, no, you need to study. I know, you need to study too. You have to do both together, you know. But my, my mom said, no, I don't want to do fighting. This is no good for you. You know, they have different image than now, you know. Now she see it's a professional. She see it's a, it's a sport. You're getting paid. You work for. So she see a different way. But before the beginners, no, you know, my, they don't agree. So I did my first fight in America. I said, I need to move to America because here is the place that the people support my sport. So, and then I moved to America 2009, when I fight against Gina Carano. Mm -hmm. It's the history fight is for the title. I did the first title, featherweight title, this fight. And I think it is the main event, first main event in the sport of women's MMA. And after, and I still here, you know, moved to America and work, train hard. And I never think the goals are get a ti uh, titles, like belts. I think it's all consequence for the hard work. You know, I, I talked with uh, Gilbert Burns. He's become a friend of mine over time. He's from your country, and yes. I imagine you know the man. And, um, and Gil Gilbert told me that he's working so hard in Brazil. You know, he had a difficult life there, and he worked very hard in Brazil. Um, Three-time world champion in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, black belt level. Yes. And um, Gilbert told me when he first came to America, he says difficult. You know, at that time, it's difficult for a Brazilian person to come to America mm -hmm. and. Many people that don't have the money to travel, or they have some paperwork problems, and so on. You know, <clears throat> Gilbert said when he came to California, and he saw the you know the level of the other people there, that he was so much better than what they were calling you know like a, uh -huh. you know a sensei or people that were running gyms or competing at high level. He's like, man, I know this guy from back in Brazil, and I'm way better than him. And he, he's, you know he said it in a polite way, but he just had more skills and. He said it gave him tremendous confidence when he came to America and saw the level of competition. And guys that were good in Brazil, they were, they were respected more than they more here. Yes. Um, he said, man, I'm coming to America. That if, if these guys are making it good there, they yes. have nice things and they're doing good, 
He said, no, I'm way better than these guys. And that gave him the confidence that whatever he needs to do, he's coming to America. I believe the changes sport a lot. I think, you know, but I, th I think in the moment we start fighting, when you came to America, you see the opportunities better, you know, more opportunity. In Brazil, it's more difficult. It's more, more people, you know, like him, like more people good in jiu-jitsu, you know, and, and when I see come first time, I say, I want to, it's hard because I didn't speak in English. You know, in the papers, and I have a hard time because I, when I came the first time, the, the, the event, I went to pay my visa work. So I was, thank you God, very blessed about this. So I never have a hard time to the, the paper, but, but it's very, very blessed to be here, you know, have the opportunities, see the, all the love of the fans, and love my job. It, I feel very blessed and thankful for everyone. Yeah. Um. Uh, I had Tito Ortiz over, and I know someone that you know uh, well, uh, as, as I do, and Tito's become a friend over time that uh, we've done several things together, and nice. he's, he's trained with me and came to my home for a few days, and um, I was, we were laughing with Tito that I told him that uh, years ago I saw a video of you and him training together, <laughs> and uh, so you, you put, he put you in an arm bar. And you pick him up like a like a deadlift. <laughs> and you know, Tito's a big man. Tito's yeah. uh, you know, even even a little taller than me. And I don't know, maybe he's weighing 240, 250, something like that at the yeah. time. And you just pick him up like a deadlift and dropped him back on the ground. You know, it's, it's that day was the first time I met I met Tito. Like I, I trained with my my coach say, Chris, okay, you come to training. I was gonna fight uh, Gina Carano before, I didn't fight yet. I start training and then I say, okay, now we're gonna do it with Tito. I look at him so big. And then we do the little rest a little bit. Then he got a triangle. They, it was first time we trained together. And after he's retired, he started doing management and then he came and contact me. And then he's, he's after this, he, got my man, he was my manager. And we trained wrestling together too. He teach me a couple fights too. I learned a lot from Tito, yes. I learned that we were only training together for three days, but uh, maybe nine hours, ten hours together on the mats, and I learned an awful lot from him. Yes. With, you know, good, good wrestling fundamentals yes. and, and a few fancy things, too, that, uh, you know, shout out to Tito Ortiz. I yes. know watching this right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, are, what were some of the highlights or lowlights along the way? The, you, you've, uh, well, you're, you're still active. You're the current champion. Uh, you got a new fight coming up. You said... Uh, uh, what, April twenty third. April twenty third. Yeah. You have a new fight uh, in Bellator, defending your belt. Yes. What are What are some of the What are some of the highlights or lowlights or the roller coaster that comes along that you you won most of your fights, but there still have to be some moments that you're like, shit, what the hell? You know, have one moment in the fight. Uh, I fight. Uh, I was fighting UFC when I lost Amanda Nunes fight. I was three years ago. Uh, I was fourteen years undefeated. And for me, it was a big challenge. Uh, but I always, you know, when it, because I competed when I was, I was a kid, I know one day you're gonna win and then you're gonna lose. This is never like it was very upset because I know it's one day you're gonna win and then you're gonna lose. You know, something you have to learn from this. And the beginning, in the life, you know, the beginning maybe sometimes you don't accept it, sometimes you go wrong in your life. And I learned like it's something you have to learn from, you know. And after this fight, for sure, I'm a better fighter, better person, you know, I, uh, better emotionally when I go fight, you know, I think it's I, I help me a lot of things. And I think in the career, I learned a lot. Of, and then I got a lot of fans after that. Because in my career, I have long career, I have a lot of win, 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 win. So after I lost, I, I, 
a lot of people stop me and say, you know, I start following you after you lost. And they say, because of how you take the loss. You know, when you lose, it's like how you take You did interview at the press conference, talk to the fans. Like, uh, I say, yes, because the life's like this. Some days going to be hard, some day, but you have to still stand up, have to still go forward, you know, and sometimes you're going to be upset, yes, but it's very good too and have people around. And uh, it's the moment I show my faith. You know, show for them, sometimes it's going to be hard, yes, sometimes you have to learn. And in the moment you don't understand, but after that fight, so much blessed come to my life, you know. I'm a Bellator champion now. I'm really happy where I'm at. You know, a lot of respect from my team, from, from the Bellator promotion, and I'm really happy.